Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So we have a jam-packed episode for you today and a special treat for all you theater lovers out there. So I haven't been able to cover as much theater since I started this podcast in October, but this week I was able to get to the theater district twice. First for a new play called Drift, which is written by William Francis Hoffman and directed by Academy Award winner Bobby Moresco. Bobby wrote the screenplay and directed the Oscar-winning film Crash. Um, I think that was 2005. And he's a total low-key badass. So Drift the Play is a new drama with about five cast members. And um, the headliner is Joey Pantoliano, a.k.a. Joey Pants, best known for his role as Ralphie in The Sopranos, his role in The Matrix, and the Bad Boys franchise. Um, Among the other talented actors in the cast, there's about five of them, Griffin Osborne, Alex Mikowitz, Patrick Brennan, and Richard R. Henry. So I went to the press day to talk to the cast and crew about the show, and I must say, um, everybody was so fun and just like loving on each other, saying how great the other one was. And it just made me really excited to see it. And the consensus from the cast um, and Bobby Moresco was that Joey Pants just keeps everybody laughing during rehearsals. And I have to agree because he was cracking jokes the whole time, just being super funny and super personable. Um, and yeah, I want to I want to note how kind everybody was and just so humble, like Bobby Moresco casually winning an Academy Award. But he really treated me like we had known each other for a, for a lifetime. He was like, hey, like, you know, make sure you come to opening night, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course I will, Bobby. That's no problem. Um, so take a listen to uh, my soundbite from Joey Pants. Why should people go see this play? Uh, because it it's reflective. Uh, it's like a mirror to, to society uh, and um, the broken aspirations that we have. That if you work hard and claw your way up you'll, you'll get what you want and, and, and life will be grand and that's not true and, and it's got amazing actors in it um, and the play is you know an original idea by a, a young talented writer and, uh, and you can see just really good stuff uh, it seems really serious I mean am I going to laugh at all? yeah there's a lot of humor in it Okay, great, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry, right? Or I. I hope you do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you do everything. Okay, I love that. And you, you're big. You know, you're a big TV guy. You're a big movie guy. What What do you love about about doing live theater? It's uh, the, the the fear every night of going out there and and uh, and uh, it's it's different every night. It's uh, 
the audience is a, a new element. So every night the play uh, is reflective of, of the people in the room. And it's a beautiful little theater. You know, it's nice and intimate. And it's, you know, with, with Broadway, it's in the Broadway district. But you can see a great new play for, you know, 70 or $80. Dollars. You know, you can't. You can't walk by a Broadway house without costing, you know, $200. <laughs> That's so, so true. Do you have any embarrassing stories you can share that actually happened to you on stage during a, a live performance? Oh, yeah, I did Orphans, where one of the actors broke up, and then I started laughing, and then all three of us were laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. Well, the audience, what happens when that happens is the audience does it. Okay. They start yeah. laughing, and so that fuels it. I, I actually saw Colleen Dewhurst and Ben Gazzara in uh, Moon for the Misbegotten when, when they started laughing, and they had to stop and, and start over. It's probably one of the most original moments I've ever seen in a the theater. Right, right. Okay, so just switching gears for a minute, just because this is also a podcast, what did you think of the Oscars this year? Well... Of what I saw, I just was over the moon, excited for *Parasite*, and that it was rewarded in such a way. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, I, I loved uh, some of the choices, and and it was entertaining. Um, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. What did you think of Joaquin's speech? He's great. Yeah. You know, he's great, and you know, he's the guy that's grown up and and um and he's a voice of reason Mm -hmm. totally totally is there anything else you want to add um about drift that you should come see it and come back and say hello so (laughs) drift the play starts previews on february 29th at new world stages and opens march 16th if anybody's in the new york area so yeah go see it i definitely will be there i can't wait Now, let's split up the theater coverage for a minute and move on to the new Nick Kroll film, Olympic Dreams. I actually have been a big Nick Kroll fan since I watched the James Franco roast back in like 2012. I think he's super funny, and I actually think he's kind of cute um, in his own way. But this is a very interesting film as only three people act in it. Nick Kroll, Alexi Pappas, who is actually an Olympic marathon runner in real life, as well as an actress and writer, and Gus Kenworthy. And um, Nick Kroll and Alexi Pappas actually wrote the film along with Alexi's husband, who also directed it, Jeremy um, Teacher, Tiker. I'm not sure how to say that. Um, But yeah, everyone else in the movie are actual Olympians at this Olympic village where it takes place. And um, yeah, everybody else basically improvised on camera, which is so, so funny and so great. Um, yeah, so Nick Kroll, he plays this volunteer dentist and Alexi Pappas is a cross country skier and they're both dealing with some personal issues and they form this unlikely bond that is very sweet to follow. And it's, it's funny, you know, Nick Kroll, he's always funny and there's just some real life situations that I think a lot of us have been in before, um, that, you know, we can all relate to. So I went to the New York City premiere of the film and I spoke to Nick and Alexi, who were both super nice. Um, and they had a lot of good people there. There was actually a lot of um, former Olympians there to support them, as well as just random comedians. 
Um, John Mulaney was supposed to be there, but he didn't show up. And Benny Safdie was there, but he didn't do the carpet. I think he just went right into the theater. I was a little disappointed, but yeah. So um, Nick Kroll and I actually talked for like four minutes, which is basically the red carpet equivalent to yeah, 30 minutes in real life. Oh. You were so funny on that. I know it's a long time ago, but you were so, so funny. Thing. Yeah, no big deal. No it big deal. So deeply frightening evening to be at a roast is very frightening i mean i can only imagine yeah. and you have to have really thick skin so. yeah and you know it was you know that was one of the few roasts that was sort of a someone who was currently very successful with a lot of other currently successful people all of them my peers and so it was this weird thing of like we're all making fun of each other we're all kind of in the middle of our careers and also my great fear was like I don't belong here, and that was the joke at my expense. Was like, you're not famous, no, like and, us. And I was like, yeah, that was so and I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah. Olympic dreams. You play a dentist in this, and a very good dentist. I mean, I would almost let you drill my teeth. So I appreciate that. I won't take that as an innuendo. And uh, I, you know, I, I I watched one YouTube video of how to do a TMJ exam and a little like cancer screening and. Got in there with a the little pointy thing and the little round mirror, and I don't know what those are called, so clearly my I'm limited as a dentist. But but it was good. We actually stormed the actual uh, Olympic dentist's office and took it over because we had no ability to do that on our own, and we got it all done. Right. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a great romantic comedy. Um, not to be cliche, but I'm trying to sell your movie here, so why should people go see it? Um, you know, I think it's it is both sweet uh, story about two people and sort of a, in a classic rom com way, but also you're it's all under the backdrop of the Olympics and and it gives you access into the Olympic Village in a way that no one ever has really been able to have access to because we were a part of the actual Olympic Committee uh, grant. We got access to the dining halls and the med center and the dorms and the gyms and the athletes' lounges, and I think it tells the story of Olympic athletes in a way that nothing really ever has. We only see like when they win a gold medal or when they lose or like what their story was getting to the Olympics. But this is the story really told from the inside because in addition to me, it's Alexi who is an actual Olympian. And so we had insights into what that process was like in a way that I don't think anyone's ever really seen before. Right. And, and you guys did a lot of improvising yeah. um, in the movie. So can you tell me, was there anything funny or ridiculous that happened that you can share with us? Oh, I mean, we kept... The weirdest thing is that we would be shooting scenes, but because it was just the two of us with our camera, with Jeremy who was directing and it was also the cameraman, we had nobody, there was no crew around, so nobody knew that we were shooting a movie, so we'd be in the middle of this like very emotional scene, and then someone would come up and ask me for directions, because they had no idea that we were in the middle of the scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The end of the movie, and there's a few other scenes where we're having these really emotional moments, and people are just like, how do I get to the dining hall? And I'm like, I don't know, and then had to get back into the scene. Okay, if you could compete in the Olympics, what do you think you'd be good at? Ooh, I think curling. I would be all right at curling. It feels like I wouldn't need a major athletic output to do. Curling is the where they're on the ice and they it's like shuffleboard on the ice and they've got the little they've got the little broom ahead of it. It's in the movie. It's yeah, yeah. It's in the movie. You can see them briefly doing it. Um, I would do that. I have such respect now for Luge and bobsled and skeleton watching them throw themselves down an ice slide. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I love all of it. And I played a hockey for one year in, in middle school. And no big deal. Not a big deal. It's truly, no, it truly is not a big deal. I would like eat hot dogs and yeah. call it the Olympics. I, would, I don't know. I would love, I would love to do that competition. Yeah. If they had a hot soup glass noodle eating competition, I would be able to do that after being in Korea and freezing cold for two and three weeks. Well, thank you so much. Thanks yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So Olympic dreams hits theaters today. Valentine's Day, February 14th, and it's a cool movie. Simple, sweet, um, relaxing, and easy to watch, and it's funny. So I suggest going to see it. Okay, now back to Broadway and theater. My favorite musical of all time, Company by Stephen Sondheim, opens on Broadway in April, and I went to a Galentine's, yeah, I know, stupid, but whatever, event um, at the Crosby Street Hotel to chat with the cast, and they did a cool performance and it was just so awesome. Um, now a lot of you have seen the movie marriage story, but what you may not know, or maybe some of you do is that the song that Adam driver sang at the end of the movie, um, when he was at that bar with all of his friends is from company and it's called being alive. And it's one of the most iconic songs in musical theater. So yeah, why is this Broadway version of company different than other versions that have been um, on stage? Well, it was originally written about a man named Bobby on his 35th birthday. He's single um, and he's toying with the ideas and the struggles of being married and being single and dating. And, um, you know, all his married friends are urging him to to get married and settle down like they are. And, and some of them aren't. Um, but this upcoming version, very progressive. Bobby is a woman and single, B-O-B-B-I-E, yes, and some of the married couples are gay, which is super fun and like so 2020. So um, Tony winner Katrina Lank of the band's visit plays Bobby, and let's also not forget Queen Patti Lapone reprising her role as the sassy older woman Joanne, who sings the iconic song Ladies Who Lunch. Guys, I'm not kidding. Even if you're not like a musical person, this music is so good and this musical is is so so amazing it's truly one of my favorites um the songs are incredible and the story is incredible so um let me play a soundbite from the galentine's event katrina lank tony award winner katrina lank just gave us an incredible performance i am so excited to see this show it's one of my favorites so what do we have to look forward to here a really funny cast, I must say. Very handsome and attractive cast, also. Um, there's a couple of good songs, you know. Um, and also a really uh, fascinating and fresh um, perspective that Marianne Elliott has um, placed the, the show in. So there's like an Alice in Wonderland sort of um, concept of it. Like it's all happening in Bobby's head. And we sort of see her go through these experiences through her lens in a way. So it's a, a really interesting way of telling the story. So I heard there's a lot of dancing too. There's a lot of dancing. <laughs> and you know, the, a lot of the cast will protest that they are not dancers, but I say they are. What song can you knock it out of your head? Um, right now, it's side by side. Okay. Um, but like the middle musical part, like boop, 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 boop. So Patty said that her favorite song in the show is Marry Me a Little. What's your favorite song? 
Probably ladies who lunch. So fun, right? Um, <laughs> I so, so again, okay. I know I mentioned this before, but if you guys want to watch me do um, a Broadway segment on TV and an Olympic Dream segment where you guys can watch the video um, and the interviews, you can um, watch me on Newsmax on Mondays, the next couple Mondays, or actually basically every Monday, um, between 12 and 2 p.m. I usually am on the 1 to 2 p.m. slot, but you never know. Um, yeah, so that's it for today. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube for more content and videos. That's Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and download on Apple. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.